Ladies and gentlemen, and our friends beyond the binary, it is time to put your ears together for Indie A. You'll give up your pursuit or we will fire at will. I love you. So I want you to find this girl. Can I have a baby? Oh, please. The old sin I. Go ahead. Make my audio drama. Sounds engineer, we have a problem. Talking to me? I'm talking to you. Don't see any other actors in this booth. You can't handle the booth! I'm looking at you, Patreons. Hello, welcome to Indie AF with me, Sarah Golding. If you ever wanted a character-fueled horror set on a character-fueled Scottish island, then the secret of St Kilda is the story you need. My two guests today have created what I feel is a future cult production. Let's see how they built it from the ground up. Enjoy! Hello, you wee pod lovers. It's I, Sarah of Golding, with another episode of Indie AF. Yeah, yeah. yeah go on, cheer up loud wherever you are. I dare ya. Woohoo! Woohoo! Awesome. Yeah, now apologise to those around you in the public place and just mouth its podcast and point to your headphones and stuff. Lovely. Well, I hope you're having a groovy AF week. What are you listening to? What are you making? Do ping me on at Quirky Voices and share, and I'll share too. So today we bring you not one but two guests of Audio Joy and it won't cost you a penny more to listen. Uh, though hey, if you do want to support Quirky Works, feel free to become a Patreon and get original works and these episodes well before anyone else ever. Links are in the show notes. Now, if you ever wanted a thrilling yet funny, horrifying yet hugely entertaining podcast steeped in some lore and some beautiful Scottish claims with oh-so-glorious characters galore, then the guests I have today are surely the people you need to be following. It's Naomi Clark and Michael Ireland of The Secret of St Kilda! (laughs) 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 I am so excited to speak to you both. How are you? Uh, We're good. We're good, thank you. That was a very Irish accent for a Scottish podcast, actually. Sorry, Uh, I do tend to go all over the place, (laughs) just ignore. Um, but yeah, welcome. Why are you in the thick of editing and celebrating and all sorts of fun things with your podcast journeys? Yeah, it's been so. The day that we're recording this on, our Kickstarter actually just finished, <laughs> so it funded in twenty hours and then kept going. Just amazing. This is just what we need to hear. It's been mad. Congratulations. Hearty, honestly, congratulations. Because it's not easy to get folks behind your project. And we're going to explore in this podcast a little bit about what you've done to hopefully enable that. Other than have one of the best darn podcasts, I think, that's going to come out and hit people's ears in the next few months. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, beyond that, I mean, what drew you in to tell your particular tale of awesome to audio fiction? Well, it started with Mick. So Mick... Take it away. She sets me up so well that for these. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if, if we're, we're looking at the... Do you want the, the story from the start? I'd love Back it. In. With a bit of song? I want the story from the start, but like the brief version. Okay. Okay. So when I was five... 30 <laughs> seconds. 30 seconds where you're going. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we started the, the, the production aspect as we, we run a, an RPG mm-hmm. podcast as well, yes. as as does Naomi. Uh, but we all went to Pod UK uh, in 2020. Hooray! Great show. In Birmingham. In uh, Birmingham. Were you, were you there as well, Sarah? I was. Yeah. I was there. Did live shows and everything. 
good fun. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance <laughs> to speak to you because I was doing media that day. Oh. So I was uh, interviewing people. Oh, so you go around with Casey and all Yeah, the so I had like a half an hour chat folks. with Casey, had a half an hour yeah. chat with Alex Newell. Yeah. We spoke with the Amelia Project. We spoke with the EA artists as well. Zaz, yeah, Alistair Marguerite. And also, but definitely not the least. Naomi. Yes. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Naomi. So is that where you first met? <laughs> yes. <gasps> yes. That's magical. We didn't, we didn't actually talk oh. to each other. I talked to Paddy and he held the microphone and the camera. So I was behind the camera that brilliant. day. Oh. So that's how we first met. But the, the conversations that we had that day with everyone that was involved there, who were all obviously involved in the audio fiction world. Yeah. That kind of inspired us to go, right, we want to do some audio fiction. Yes, we're doing an RPG podcast, but mm. it's in the fiction that we really want to focus. So yeah. uh, it led from that. I think we set up Haggis and Dragons Productions like two weeks later. Then, uh, you know, something happened for the last year and a bit. But the the main focus there was that we'd, we'd had something set up. And I think it was like September last year, Naomi put a tweet out, mm-hmm. if you want to take it from me. And I was just like, I'm... At home, I have the COVID, uh, and I can't do anything. Yeah, but I've always wanted to learn how to script write, so I I literally put a tweet out being like, "Is anyone developing a script? I'd like to sit in." So I thought what was going to happen is someone be like, "Oh, I'm a script writer. You can see how I do my thing." But what happened actually was Mick turned up and said, "I've got a script that needs writing," <laughs> and I was like, "Sure, I've never done this before. Just both feet and whole head. Lovely. <laughs> Jump in." <laughs> I went to the library and was like, okay, I need every book on script writing that's ever been written. (laughs) Quickly, quickly. Yeah, and then now we have 10 episodes of our first series with um, more series in process. That's astoundingly exciting. And yeah, so we'll we'll talk to you about the writing process very shortly. But uh, as far as sort of your other influences of getting started, which creatives, other than the ones you've gently mentioned, perhaps, are folks that you've been inspired by to make and do your own thing too? Um, So I would say Casey was kind of the biggest inspiration for that. Casey Wayland, who does uh, We're Alive. Mm. He was kind of the biggest inspiration for it because like the interview that we had with him was like after all the dust settled, um, at Pod UK, and everyone was like, all the shows are done. It was yeah. like six o'clock at night. Everyone was out of the the green room. Yeah. Um, and it was just us and Casey, yeah. um, just talking about because obviously Casey's been doing Where Alive for like ten years, eleven years at this point. So Forever. he's got a lot of experience. But it was just hearing about how he's developed and understood yes. these stories. Yeah. So the the first thing that myself and and Ross done was we wrote down the beats of what we expected mm. this story to be. That wasn't named The Secret of St. Kilda at this point. We just had these beats and this is what we had to present to Naomi to say, right. this is what you have to work with. I am right. not a writer, which is... I'm, I'm happy I'm not a writer. Uh-huh. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people in, in this uh, creative space would usually direct and write. Uh, I understand that my uh, skills aren't in the writing process. I can bring ideas. I can do bits and pieces mm-hmm. here and there as Naomi's seen, but I, I like to direct. Yeah. I like to, to have one kind of mean uh, foot on, on that. Makes sense. You're not alone. I think there's a lot of folks who do prefer that hat to wear, and it's a beautiful hat that it is. Um, grand. And um, where does your background come from directing then? Is it come, have you come from the theatre kind of realms or storytelling uh, in general? television. <laughs> television, uh-huh. really. Right, right, right. Um, I directed a, a, a wrestling TV <laughs> show. Oh, wow. Uh, 
for for a couple of years. Oh, that's um, amazing and very so, exciting. <laughs> so uh, that that was a, a good amount of fun, but there's a lot of there's Story a lot of in egos uh, involved in that, and mm. I'd say more so than actors. Really? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's a it's a very different world from what what uh, what I'm used to. I've been a, a wrestling fan my whole life. Uh-huh. Been involved in wrestling since I was a baby. I think I was I was in a BBC documentary about wrestlers uh, back in the eighties when I was like three years old. <laughs> wow! I'm learning this for the first time, and I'm yeah fascinated. <laughs> we need to hunt down this footage and display it for all to see. Well, yeah, it was called uh, Raging Bells because my next door neighbour was the British Women's Champion, oh, uh, and wow. she used to babysit me quite a lot. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, so that's I where it. I got my start in, in that kind of, uh, sphere. Uh-huh. And then from there, I went to, to work for a couple of wrestling companies, uh, based in, in Scotland, uh, and I'd done yeah. directing for those and then just kind of moved on because you, once you, once you look behind the curtain, uh, mm-hmm. things are very different from what they are okay. on TV. Um, so yeah, it was one of those um, you'll know, Sarah, that obviously, you know, we put out this social media presence of being a team and a family. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes, it's just bickering <laughs> and fighting. Headlocks at dawn. Yeah. Headlocks at dawn. That's yeah. the wrestling. Is. This isn't the same, Naomi. Um, <laughs> but that's that's where I got my, okay. my start in this. And I've done short films throughout and I've done sound production for 20 years at this point. How exciting. Mm. Okay, okay. So definitely feet in in many ways of creating. That's that's so fun. And I I guess that the main thrust of this episode is to just garner how this idea started and germinated. So we've got you in a library researching how to write initially. <laughs> um, uh, what was the the main thrust of the idea for Saint Kilda? Because it is so rich in character and story and all of the the veins of it. Just so exciting, the tendrils to explore. So yeah, how did you come up with the actual idea and, and plan that together? So the the original idea was myself and Ross who co-created it. We were looking into a lot of cult aspects and the indoctrination yeah. that they go through to to make mm. someone feel part of a cult. So we were reading a couple Still of books fascinating. and um, mm. discussing it as well. And and we will we always looked at these kind of um, ways to to understand uh, the ideas for story. Because as I said we mm. we've done a lot of um, RPG TTRPG, yeah, uh, and a lot of our things are based on the Cthulhu mythos, which has obviously mm. got those those cult aspects to it. So yeah. we always looked at doing like a, a tabletop version of that. So we've got the understanding about this, but the idea that we had from that was centered around uh, our protagonist, um, uh-huh. who ended up being uh, Alan Bergen playing yes. Lucky. Amazing about what happens if we have someone who is very susceptible to conning people, to to manipulation, to, mm. to gaslighting. What happens if we put him in a situation where he understands this, he goes to a cult where this is very prevalent, mm. but he still gets sucked in. So mm. what happens with that? And we, we set the, the beats out across through, I think I set it for like four seasons, first of all. Um, mm. But that was without any of the depth of any of the other characters. I knew what I wanted from a leader on the island. I knew what I wanted from uh, Lockie. And I knew what I wanted to kind of the, the rest to, to, to really go. But it didn't have any substance. Mm. So right. that's, I was stuck on that because I did start writing the first script. And then mm. I was just like, I, I kept coming up against 
this isn't this isn't biting, this isn't grabbing me. I know there's a big story there, but it isn't grabbing me. So that's when obviously we tend to to Naomi at this point. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you can explain Naomi about what your grasp of of because uh, articulation can sometimes be a, a blessing and a curse with me. Um, <laughs> so what what was your understanding, Naomi, of of the the concept that we were throwing at you? So when I got the concept and I got the first, so I think I got maybe like a couple of scenes and because I am a terrible person at heart, I was like, these are rubbish in the bin. Because um, there's nothing there's nothing better than taking someone else's work and improving on it rather than having to like do the hard work of starting it yourself. Okay. So- yeah, the, the, stakes, the stakes went high enough at that point. It was very slow drama build. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think it was a bloke crying into a beer actually in my from my perspective (laughs) Um, i see (laughs) but uh so i i also did actual play stuff and editing so for me it was like doing an edit in reverse Uh, so usually i would take like a two-hour recording and turn it into two neat 30 minute episodes Mm -hmm. um and this was like doing the back bits of that but but the other way around so thinking okay well what's what's my hook where am I starting? And I'm one of the one of the tips that I picked up at my time in the library was a uh, story should always start when the shit hitteth the fan, <laughs> and and not before. You know, yes. we don't we never want to start where like the build up is happening. Ideally, you know, if we're telling a heist story, ideally we want to tell the story immediately as the heist begins. Mm-hmm. You know, where is the meat? Mm-hmm. And so I think what we actually ended up doing is we basically jumped straight to the meat and then started filling in a lot of the stuff that was in these first scenes, but just backfilling it right, um, mm-hmm. rather than front-loading it. Um, and that really sort of punched up the experience. And because I'm used to doing stuff in like an episodic sense, it yeah. was really easy to be like, okay, there needs to be something that each episode is built around yeah. and that needs to increase I think the thing that I said to Mick was, and then it gets worse. Like, (laughs) this is what's happening, and then it gets worse. And it's like, okay, well, that's the next episode. (laughs) I love that. So analogy-wise, it's more like you've done it like it's a good pair of sturdy pants than a balcony bra. And essentially that, yeah, start in the thick of it and build from there. I think a lot of folks do make that mistake and we do have, you know, maybe two or three episodes from somebody, you know, it is that whole backstory of someone or the journey to somewhere or something. So I think that's that's brilliant advice straight up. Uh, <laughs> and with regards to developing it and so on, what was your process of working together? Because collaboration like this is, can be hard, right? Especially if, you know, one of you has got certain ideas and another another. How did you collaborate to, to make the shape of it as it is um, now? Well, Mick and I are lucky in that we're like, deep in love with working with each other (laughs) as 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 two people uh who are friends we like it's working with mick is just like a melding of the brains and we're also night people i think which has really been kind of a saving grace yes having a discord call at two in the morning and pacing around around the the (laughs) flat being like and then and then i think this should happen uh but we're quite good at i think back and forwarding would you say mick yeah, I'd say so. I thought he was going to disagree with everything. <laughs> no, um, like one of the, the, the kind of toughest things 
about obviously creating a project is that you know this is essentially our baby that we were taking to to right. Naomi yeah. and a lot of the hardest things there is trying to let go of some of the beats uh-huh. but the the understanding that uh, Naomi and I have got with each other is that we have to be brutal with with each scene like if if something doesn't work yeah. we've got the the trust and honesty with each other to say that isn't working or this particular bit doesn't work mm-hmm. we need a different hook for that to, to work so the the story is is constantly evolving yeah as it is we're still keeping with the the, the same kind of progression throughout the story mm-hmm. but having that uh, trust in each other to not be hurt about you know being honest mm-hmm. about what what's next yeah you know naomi's taking a lot yeah. of time to to write these scenes these these parts for people and you know sometimes i'll be like that doesn't work i don't understand why this is happening mm-hmm. and she'll also come back with the the rationale behind that as well to say no this is happening because this is going to happen later on i'm like okay i get that now we need to mold that around the next parts so we've got that understanding with each other yeah. and i think that's just really really beneficial Superb. yeah and i'm also not afraid to be like no <laughs> it stays <laughs> so we've, there's, there's definitely been like a couple of things where i think that we both have feelings about certain bits mm. and there is an understanding that sometimes the answer is no this bit has to stay and you're like that's cool i think the the thing is is because we don't neither of us see it i think as only ours you know this is a team project mm-hmm. and story is king and yeah. so we just have to do with do what's best for the story yeah love and it. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Like Yeah. And and as far as uh sort of research and development and pushing the story along from the beat you already had, was there any other investigations and ways that you input into this project? What did you do? Um one of the best like so I did I've I read quite a bit about St. Kilda. Mm-hmm. Chloe, who is our lovely she they who does a lot of our promo stuff, mm, um has actually amazing. read more about St. Kilda than I think possibly anyone on earth now. <laughs> Um, having read every book written about St. Saint- Kilda since the 1700s. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> but, so I did I did a bit of research. I didn't want to be too deep into history to feel constrained by it. Mm-hmm. So just enough that I like, okay, I know where that is, I know where that is, I know where that is, without having to feel like locked into the things that actually exist because we are writing fiction. Uh-huh. But I think the most important piece of advice that I got was find your secrets and then reveal them one episode at a time in order from least exciting to most exciting. Mm, build those and that is builds. so, <laughs> yeah. so good. Mm. So good that just to think, okay, well, what is the thing that I'm revealing this episode? Mm. And then just knowing that you just have to start with the stuff that you're like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. But then the further you get in, the more interesting it gets. Yes. Um, Love that. Brilliant. And and you've talked already a few of the brilliant people behind this, uh, this fantastic podcast coming up. And yeah, I, I wonder how did you assemble the rest of the team, not casting yet, but the people that were going to kind of be the backbone of it? What did you do to, to involve other folks along with the ride? Uh, so a lot of that came on after the, the casting. Mm. Um, but the, the first step was obviously reaching out to, to Naomi. Yeah. Um, to get a writer uh, a lot of the casting had made recommendations for the rest of the team mm. so it, a lot of it is built on trust right. uh, and that that is something that's a lot more key for us than than the experience because as you see Naomi 
hadn't written a script before. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show, by the way. Got to say, it's bloody great oh, script. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Can't wait for the world to to enjoy it. Um, mm, sorry, mate, carry on. <laughs> no, it's it's that that that's been the the consensus as as well. Um, with with uh, Alistair Stewart, yeah. um, who we'd brought in as the as the narrator. Glorious. Alistair's partner Marguerite was actually really instrumental um, in helping us with a lot of the sort of behind the scenes cogs and wheels that yes. needed to go. The administrative administrative duties and all those. Yeah, I yeah, just be... sort of learning how mm. to how to do it in a professional manage, manner so that we wouldn't have to d- fix things later. Like we were very strong on doing it right the first time. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, this is our first production. We want to make sure we're getting it right the first time. We can't afford a slip up mm. as it is. We want we want to make sure we're doing everything right as we can, and we're not afraid to to go into the unknown yeah. to to understand. Like, you know, one of the things that Marguerite obviously ran a workshop um, on the administrative part of the podcast yeah. back at Pod UK last year. Yeah. So we were fortunate to have like quite a lengthy discussion with her at night mm. uh, there because we were sitting right next to Alistair and Marguerite for that night so we had a lot of discussions mm. about you know the the admin part because it was something that we were passionate about you know wanting to, to kind of get our foot into so yeah. it's um, quite a lot to do isn't there I mean I, I think folks coming to podcasting for perhaps the first time don't realize actually there's quite a lot of things you need to put in place to protect you and your product and your people isn't that really so yeah, yeah. and so yeah. so what what kind of adventures did uh, and rabbit holes did marguerite send you down then what were the key things that you would say if someone was coming into this that they should definitely investigate more about yeah a lot of that went through our business manager paddy mm-hmm. uh, who is like the the director of uh, haggis and dragons yep. um i felt that it was something that myself and naomi can focus on the creative parts mm-hmm. but like marguerite has been interested. the answer is we don't know <laughs> yeah. we don't well, know it's con- contracts yeah she 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 uh wrote up all the contracts for for each one of the the cast members and uh because we've got so many cast members i think it's like 20 yeah. brilliant 21 yeah it's like 24 yeah um and we also wrote like um codes of conduct which i'm yeah. really into and fan like uh, fan art policies which are good mm. to say um and the other crew member that we should definitely uh highlight is that chloe just turned up <laughs> she came to us and said i would like to work with you and we said wow. we're just some guys <laughs> and she said no that's cool um and they've honestly been utterly instrumental wow. <laughs> i don't know what we would do without them they're just amazing this is great isn't it so their love of your project that they'd seen pre-hyped to a beauteous manner which again we'll talk about shortly uh, but yeah just had encouraged them to think yeah I want to work with you and isn't that just wonderful and also just to add on to that the the fact that you know your cast members are and crew members are recommending other folks to to work with so it is important that on any project to be professional and to create those relationships with people because you never know they might recommend you for another job or another something further along the line so yeah good good work people there is no competition <laughs> but collaboration mm. in the audio drama podcast space. Hooray! I totally agree. And I, I I think that it is one of the best, most fun places to be. I'm having a whale of a time. Don't know about you. Uh, 
the trouble is not like interviewing us. The trouble is actually getting us to shut up. Um, <laughs> no, so. it's great. Keep talking. Whoa, keep talking. So casting it then. I mean, you put out the most exciting pre-hype with, well, some of my favourite faces in the audio drama world. So yeah, tell us about your, your plan to take over podcast land way, way before you even kind of had any cast in place. What did you do to get people to know that your project was on the landscape? Uh, for for me, the 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 thing that I I presented to uh, to the guys because a lot of us listen to audio fiction as it is, um, <laughs> and uh, the the very first thing that I said to them was, you know, aim big. Who do you want in the podcast? And we will look at having them in um, mm-hmm. because this is our first foray. I said, who do you... Might as well get dream casting. Yeah, I was yeah. like, who do you want in it? I think this could be amazing. Who do you want in it? Um, so uh, Paddy made recommendations and, and Ross made recommendations. Um, and the very first thing that I wanted there was just like, I want Alistair Stewart in this. I think he's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I want Alistair in there. And I also want Alan Bergen from uh, The Amelia Project. Mm, legends that was a, both, yep. That was a big podcast i enjoyed last year yes um and uh obviously he's he's scottish we don't have that many scottish people in the podcast we mm. want to make it as global as possible mm. um but i was like i really want alan Bergen, and this is before we even had a script okay. um on there we just had the beats uh, uh, and some of the story points marked out with naomi so load him um, in. <laughs> yeah so on my end, we wrote, we wrote the um, first episode before we wrote anything else, and we just polished it. So I'm lucky in that one of my best friends is a librarian. He's a very mm-hmm. good editor. Um, another one of my friends is the magazine writer for Lush. You know that little Lush Wicked. magazine? She makes that. Um, so uh, I, had, I had to very quickly learn the, the only way to improve is to get feedback. And yeah. so I just sent it to like five or six people that I really trust including those two to look over it and we polished the first episode really all at once so mm. we didn't write episode two until episode one was like perfect and we did a table read with some friends of mine on facebook from all around the world that was fun love it Great. to just kind of get the feel it. of it yeah. mm. and make those those last edits and then mick could then send that on to the people that we wanted or that they yeah. wanted I, I should really say because i was not involved in the early casting and then say, this is the product that we have. Mm. Are you interested? Dun, dun, dun. That's brilliant. And that is quite a lot of pre-activity kind of uh, activity that you've done there and a lot of work, really, to get to that point, which, you know, I think is, is really worth it. And good on you for aiming for folks you really want. You know, I think more podcasters should do that and uh, just take that risk and see. And all the worst that can happen is they'll say no and you find someone else, right? Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so so you've got the, the key figures on board of awesome um what then took you to to the next level of casting what did you do and how did you do it and where did you put stuff <laughs> i was i was gonna say just before we got to that point is that the police there you know I mean? yeah, yeah. It is. it's london what are you gonna do yeah so before we got to that point when we sent the original script across to alistair he made a recommendation straight off the bat to say i think matthias should be played by ben meredith yes that was his first recommendation yeah and he was right. <laughs> he was yeah, we were just right. like Ben Meredith of the mm. the Magnus Archives, along with uh, with Alistair as well. Mm. Um, it was one of those going, can we really 
get the Magnus Archives people in? Mm. Are they going to be interested? I've not had um, Ben do much outside yeah, of true. the Magnus Archives at mm. that point. I think he's, he's branched out a little bit more at this point. Yeah, but he's done quite a bit at now. At that yeah. point, yeah, there wasn't much work that he's uh, he'd been involved yeah. in outside of Rusty Quill. They'd so been chained, I think. And more importantly, there was almost no work that we had been involved <laughs> right. in. Okay, yeah, yeah. We were an untested product at mm. that point. So sent the 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 scripts across for for, for Ben, uh, and. He very quickly came back to us to say yes, he's very awesome. interested. And these are people who have like we didn't have like any you know guarantees in. It's just like we're doing this project. Can you? Would you please like to be a part of it? And they signed up before there was a pe- a bit of paper to sign. Okay. <laughs> they were just like we are in. Yeah. We'll be there for you. Um, and then from there, that's when we uh, we went to the, the cast and from that point for the rest of the cast. Mm. If you want to take it from here, Naomi? Yeah, so we uh, we casted on Twitter, actually. We started with the big roles yeah. and kind of worked our way backwards. Something that I felt quite strongly about was trying to do colorblind casting where possible yeah. and give the roles to people of color where possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think early we talked about... Um, you know, uh, we encourage people who are trans and gender discriminated against and people of colour mm. especially to apply. And we did quite well in that first set. We had a lot of auditions to go through, basically had a very large spreadsheet. Okay, yeah. We got like 300 auditions for one of the roles. It was... And, and because we had both people who are amateurs and people who are professionals, mm-hmm. we really just went on what they gave us. Yeah. So I think we all felt quite strongly about getting the best voice no matter where it comes from. Okay. So quality audio at that point, you mean, didn't matter. It was more of the voice you were after. Yeah. So we were we were looking for somebody who had a, who had a basic mic setup. Mm. Um, so preferably not like a, a gaming mic setup, just enough that they could do the job. Yeah. But that had the voice that we were looking for for the character. Yeah. Um, and then when we did the second round... I think we actually we actually changed our tack because this is something that I definitely learned during the process is it's not enough to encourage people of color to apply. Wow. It just isn't. Mm. It just isn't in this day and age. You you need to be like people of color first. Yeah. And then if we can't fill those roles, we'll look at other people mm-hmm. because it was just it was actually quite like the the proportions that we got in the first round um, there were just not as many people of colour as I would have liked to have had to choose from. Right. Mm. But the second round, we did much better um, and it allowed us to fill the roles in a way that, you know, we felt more ethically good about, right. as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with some of our, like, minor characters, uh, we found quite a few people who had not done any, like, audio drama stuff yeah. uh, who were just Newbies. the right match. So the lovely Dean. Dean had never done yeah. any, like, podcast recording. He didn't he never used audacity before he's fantastic um yeah okay and he's so good yeah. he's so good well this is the first of many for dean i do feel uh, yes <laughs> and yeah and what kind of uh things did you have on that casting call that you feel are imperative to anybody casting a show so the 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 main things for us is that this was during the, the pandemic yeah unsure of when this was going to go on the, the things that we wanted to specify is that obviously we understand audio quality is a, is a massive part of that but we didn't we just wanted to make sure people were ready for that because i imagine this is how the the landscape's going to be for a long time home recording is ability that if people are yes yeah if people are 
a setup for the home recording, it's going to present them more opportunities yeah. as well. We had a discussion with uh, quite a few of the applicants and we we talked them through it. So one of the things that we, we specified is that if you need any help or understanding with how to, to audition, yeah. um, either the logistics or the confidence, just hit us up and we'll have a conversation about that so we can Amazing. help you. So even if it's not for this project, you're going to have the experience, the knowledge to, to take away with you. Yeah. And a lot of the, the people who did audition are still supporting the show um, as well and that they're still quite interactive with us. So that was important yeah. for us to, to, to have that understanding. But... Mm. It was one of those as well where it had to be majority rule um, from all of us. We did do have quite a lot of late night arguments about who we thought was best. <laughs> well, this is the exciting thing, isn't it? Because casting itself is so difficult, especially when, you know, one of you likes someone and the other one is for shouting in another corner. So, yeah, so you say you mentioned a spreadsheet. So what kind of headings have we got on these spreadsheets? And, and how on earth did you whittle down 300 people to one? <laughs> it, was, it was like, I think it was like seven or 800 auditions in for all of the roles that we, we'd put wow. up online. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well done, voice actors. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Yeah, I think so. What we did is we did quite a quick listen through um, individually and we marked ones that we were like, this person isn't right. This voice isn't right for what we're looking for. And take, just mm. color them in red. I'm a big fan of Excel uh, colored formatting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we wrote like um, pronouns, you know, uh, where they where we got them from because we tried quite a few different things we tried backstage we tried casting club we had some from twitter uh, mm. some straight emailed mm. us um and any sort of previous experience they had and where they were based um just so that we kind of had a, a an idea of who they were as a whole yeah. and then we wrote notes as we listened to them that were almost indecipherable after the fact <laughs> but just to be like oh yeah it's that one with that with that particular voice mm. um and then basically we would go through and we'd listen to them again as a group we had a lot of late night discord calls basically yeah. with the spreadsheet open uh and me coloring them in yellow for mm, maybe uh red for not right and green for no nah, we'd hear this one again okay. and then we basically just those lists got shorter and shorter yeah. and less people were in the yellow uh, unless people were in the green mm. as we kind of just like went through and whittled them down. And then it was myself, um, Mick and Paddy. And so then it was majority rule on the last ones, basically. Right. It was just a very long process. Yeah. So how time-wise, how long did that take you? Once the deadline is done to deciding who's who? Uh, so about three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And that's like listening to most of the the auditions because some of the auditions went right. short uh they, they were at least a couple of minutes long so the the, the really good ones is that that's the ones we had the most mm. trouble with uh, because we were like how how do we proceed with this because i like this one and we also like this one and then we also had to like try and talk ourselves around different yeah. aspects of it so at that point we would we would try to understand who they were as a person mm. to make sure that they also follow the the same kind of beliefs as yeah we did we did well. check if anybody had tweeted something really horrendous okay <laughs> so like, background yeah. checks on actors just, you know you don't yeah. you well, don't want to come to it a couple of years down the line and be like this guy's a nazi you know like right. i want to know that ahead of time <laughs> and be like no thank yeah. you no thank you 
So it's it's one of those where we just wanted to make sure that we were getting the right people in, yeah. uh, people who we could trust and people we could understand as well. So a lot a lot of the times that uh, yeah that was when we were really shortening the list down mm-hmm. and to understand what else they've been doing as well, what kind of things interest them. Um, so like one of the one of the, one of the the, the easiest <laughs> casts for us was was for for Andromeda. For Maeve. Um, yeah, oh, Maeve like Maeve sent an audition in like day two, I think, yeah. and it was like casting for the whole month, and like we never pictured Andromeda as being Irish right. at all. Mm. We did not picture that at all. But then Maeve <laughs> came along and we're like, damn, yeah. that like, uh, I think we with the note that we set on that was. The bar, yeah. Maeve is the, <laughs> the bar. bar. That's like, nickname stuck now, Maeve. I'm sorry, that's your new <laughs> yeah. name. Yeah, love it. And then we uh, just had to compare uh, everything else to Maeve and be like, mm, if we like it, but it's not yeah. Maeve. But, yeah, wow. yeah. No, like, I love that. You can just feel, um, you know, the, the power, the the auditions. Mm. That yeah, you 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 need to feel it as well as just hearing it. And if, if we've got ones where it was just like. Mm, not too sure on that then we knew it wasn't yeah. because we wanted to love it it, from it, from the, it had to blows away from the setup yeah. um i yeah. also think like sam was another one where that character was originally written as sort of french algerian was kind of the the idea that i had in my mind uh, but sam's edition yeah. was just so good it was like <laughs> we will bend this character's character description <laughs> and she is you now congratulations enjoy Hooray. you know yeah super yeah, and um, yeah, we, we with Sam that was really nice because then we asked Sam for her hair influences because uh, Sam is like Malaysian Chinese. Yeah. Um. So a lot of her influences, and she's like fluent in quite a few languages as well. Mm. So she's able to bring more of herself into the Angelique role. Superb. Yeah. Um. Yep. Which is really nice, and Sam always brings it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the. At, at the table reads, at the recordings, like yeah. she always brings it, and I'm just like, damn, this is, this is way too fun. She plays, um, she plays a character who exists at 100, percent and she walks into the recording, <laughs> ready to hit that at 100. percent Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I sadly it was, I, I run well, or there was a lot happening at the time, so I didn't get to, to many of the, the table reads. But what I did do is have a look back on on them because you've recorded them and uh, we'll talk about Discord group shortly. But yeah, essentially, I think those were superb, just very happy, vibey, brilliant uh, sessions where I think everybody was on their good game, right? Brilliant game, A game, whatever those words are. They were are. so much and, fun. Uh, yeah, just to see everyone mixing and just the surprises and the shocks. It was like like being a live performance of it in that way. Of um, of course, people had read the script, but when people performed it in such a way, it was just oh, the crackly, fiery bits were there, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think it was also really like helpful for us to see what it's because there's a difference between writing something for someone and then them turning up and being like, my my tongue does not say those words in the order that you have written them. And you're like, no right. doubt. So I think we, yeah. we did feedback after every scene from the actors. Mm. So the actors got to give us feedback on all of their parts or, you know, did they think that the story was not strong enough here or I don't know why my character did that. I think my character would do this. Um, yeah. So it was really nice to sort of have it flexible to be like, it is your character you are being this yeah. character you have the right to be like i don't think my character would be that and or uh-huh. would I, I don't think my character would do that and for us to edit that to meet 
what you feel's right for the character that you're presenting. Yeah. And again, underlined another way of beautiful collaboration that actors are trusted to be able to give that feedback and for you to play and nurture and move it so that, uh, yeah, so that it states all folks. I think that's just a wonderful <laughs> way of working. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, just with regards to you've cast the whole thing, how did you let people know? What um, what did you do? Did you let the folks know who didn't get f- part, parts? <laughs> part? did, you let, <laughs> did you let the folks know who didn't get the parts? Uh, and uh, yeah, how did you let folks know that they had? We had so ideally, many. Hmm. Yeah, ideally we would have liked to tell everyone that they didn't get the parts, but there was way too on many. On too many different um, platforms. On yes. This. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, it, it was hard to, to, to narrow it down, but we'd, we'd uh, kind of prefaced it to say that we would make our announcement. Yeah. And we also, I think we'd done like a couple of tweets just to say, you know, um, if if you've not been contacted emailed and you haven't got the part yeah. so so it's it, it was really difficult for us to um to to do those but as i said we still get support from a lot of the the people as well yeah you know who did audition and didn't get yeah. the part and a lot so of the auditions were really, were really good like for. it was it was often shades between mm, exciting yeah we i think we still got the spreadsheet as well so if any other parts come up yeah. we've also got a, a link to their audition. Yeah, we actually had a column for maybe they should do this instead, <laughs> <laughs> which is definitely which is how we found quite a few of our actors for some of the other parts. As we had we had them written, I think they would actually do this quite mm. well, uh, even if they didn't get the part that they auditioned for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I was one of those who who was able to cream off a, a gentle fun time from that <laughs> bit, which is very exciting to be involved. I was very uh, yeah excited to to be contacted and asked to play. Um, so yeah, and and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is is that you very much have created a beautiful family of folks, and um, I do think that you've utilised Discord very well to to kind of help that nurturing happen and it does seem that you know there's a lot of people pinging on there a lot um and <laughs> care a lot about this project right and so how how have you decided that that is a good space to utilize for for community i i, I don't want to say that we're a cult but um the problem is is that after the after the table reads um we had a little bit of like in between chat time mm. Um, and everybody just got so bonded. Everyone was just like, "These are my friends now, and I will fight you." Um, and then when we did, when we did the scheduling, so we had to start scheduling table reads. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you've ever used a doodle, yes. but quite often they take people ages to fill in. And you're like, "I just, it's just pick a, it's fine." Um, and, and what we would do is put the doodle in and be like, "The first one back is our favorite." And then before you knew it, all the actors are like flying to their laptops trying to fill in the doodle as quickly as possible because they're so competitive with each other. They just want to be the winner. They just want to be the winner at the end. Um, and and making a memes channel was definitely a strong choice. Yes, definitely. I feel like that's kind of integral there's, there's a to a group. Few of those now popping out into the world. I see. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think yeah. I think before we do anything else, let's just hear some of this glorious works that you've been talking about, and uh, and we can share the the joyousness that that folks are going to be hearing in the new year. I gather, isn't that right? Before the end, before of the, the year. end of the year, <laughs> how very exciting! So, uh, yeah, do you want to talk through the the two clips you've got to to show us today? What have you chosen, and why? So we've got uh, our our audio trailer, mm-hmm. which is 
basically kind of an overview of the feel that you get, what it's like to come to St Kilda, the wonderful people you meet, what emotions can you expect to feel. And it's narrated by the lovely Shogo, who has the most caramelly voice I've ever heard. Mm. Um, and then we have our, our first episode, first scene. So this is the first thing that you hear uh, when the show begins, and it really sort of sets the tone okay. for the series. Superb. So let's hear the trailer first and uh, enjoy, folks. Here we go. Now, because you've heard it a lot, I don't need to play it. And I've heard this. No, play it anyway. Play I love thing. this. I'll play it, play it. Discover the secrets <laughs> of St Kilda. Come smell the heather and sit by the fire. Come talk. You know May wrote part of this. With a community of like-minded souls seeking salvation. Come walk the rugged cliffs, listening to the screams of seabirds. Listen to the screams of something else far beneath. The Secret of St Kilda, with voice talent from the Magnus Archives, the No Sleep Podcast, and the Amelia Project. Find us everywhere at the Kilda. Hope we don't find you first. <laughs> How glorious was that, folks? That's going to wet someone's <laughs> voice appetite. voice is so good. It's beautiful, isn't it? You want to package that. Nah. Um, don't know what that noise was, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you were being stabbed behind the scenes not there. Yet. It's fine. Not yet. One day, maybe, but not right today. Not today. So, yeah, and uh, it does definitely set a mood of there's something, you know, it's quite happily bobbling along, but there's something sinister under the surface. Something rotten in the heart of Denmark, isn't there, as we would say. Slightly left of Denmark, I suppose, is the only thing to yeah. The the preface with that one actually um yeah, so Maeve wrote part of that as mm. well. Um about the uh, the project because we were Naomi, you asked for the like people to write a kind of a, a blurb about what was going on yep. in St. Kilda and Maeve wrote that wonderful uh bit on there just about the the, the vibes yeah. for it. And then Shogo decided to to put a meme on it and record it as a, a little video introduction. Um yeah, he used and, a lot yeah, of stock took... footage, but it was very, very beautiful. Yeah. See, this is it. Proactive voice actors. That's what you need. <laughs> it's brilliant. So, yeah, it's, so we decided that was a pretty good place for, for a, for a yeah. promo to be. And we needed something for uh, shows later on, like this one. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we got Shogo to record it again for us, nice and clean. And then I put the, the edit on over the top with all the, the sound there just to kind of give those yeah. vibes and promote as well. So, uh, yeah, that's how that came about. But again, just just the memes, Love essentially, it. from, from <laughs> Shogo. See, so what can what, what else could be sprung from these beautiful meme ideas? It's very exciting. <laughs> so if you're stuck for ideas, folks, meme it out, see what happens. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, the second clip is actually for your first episode, as you said. And uh, It's the first scene in the first episode. Yeah, so let's have ba -ba -ba. a little listen to this, you beautiful id people and see what you think here we go it begins as terrible things often do with a knife it's much smaller than you had made it out to be in your mind it's lighter than expected the soft leather grip seems warm familiar you get the strange sense that it could have come from your own kitchen drawer, and you might not remember. But this is no kitchen. The large, cavernous walls of this ancient chamber 
lit by flickering flames, seem to shift, mocking the unassuming blade in your hand with their self-importance. The scent of blood has mixed with the scent of your own fear. Your hands feel slick and damp. It's... it's okay if you want to stop. He's come this far. He's one of us now. You're ready. Finish the sacrifice. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. That wet splat is so good. <laughs> I thought that was part of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I love we spent ages like looking for the correct like splat noise. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's and then we found it, we were like, this is the best thing we've ever invented. Yeah, it's like you hold your breath towards the end bit. It's like <gasps> oh, <I did> it. <laughs> Yeah, very exciting mix of wonderful people. Also in there, the fantastic Erica Sanderson, who I absolutely adore, and uh, as uh we Mary, who's Absolutely She's wonderful. Cracking. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of treats in store for folks, uh, character-wise in in this, and yeah, that does very much make folks I feel want to know what's next. What's he doing? Why is he doing it? Who are they? Who are those people? What are they, why are they urging him on? Why is we start in right in the middle. Yeah, there you go. It's it's just wonderful. <laughs> Whoa, 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 no, that can't be the end already. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but delightfully, there is more. So tune in on the Indie AF feed in the next 24 hours. And you will receive some more glorious interview. But of course, if you've become a Patreon, you know you're going to have listened to this already. <laughs> Thank you so much to all of my Patreon supporters, without whom this production would not have happened. For enthusiasm from... Other folks breeds more creativity, I find. <laughs> so hearty thanks to my glorious Patreons. If you want to join them, have a look on the show notes for the link and feel free to enjoy these Indie AF episodes before anyone else with, on occasion, extra grooviness. Yes, director's cuts are available too, Patreons only, with bonus material ahoy. So, thank you for listening. If you want to support Quirky Works in any way to help more audio fiction fun come your way, I also have a Ko-Fi coffee, however you say it. But the best currency I can ask for is that you share it <laughs> and you tell other people about it. And please tell the guests how amazingly useful their information has been for. They are all legends. And to spread a bit of joy only takes a few seconds of your life. If you want to suggest new guests, ideas for future episodes, things that you think we should cover on Indie AF, email me on quirkyvoices at gmail.com. I truly look forward to any correspondence. Or hit me up on Twitter at Sarah of Golding at Quirky Voices. Any of those will do. Have a beautiful day, you beautiful people, and happy creating!